We're going to be coming to you. I'm going to be skipping all around. We're going to be in Matthew 24. Matthew 24. I sure ain't got time to preach this this, this whole chapter. It is, a, it is a glorious chapter. It's awesome. But I do want you to sit down sometime today and chew it over. Think about it. Ponder on it. Do whatever you got to do to uh, 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 get this chapter 24 in your heart and in your mind it starts out at verse 24 chapter chapter 24 verse 1 said and jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple they was they was us all struck by how beautiful this temple was they wanted to show the Lord, look what man has done look what they have built Look what! Look at this. You see, man can do things like that. We can build big buildings. We can build skyscrapers. We can do these things. But God ain't in it. He said, and, these, and Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the signs of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Listen to me, I'm going to start it off right there. Know your word of God that no man can deceive you. Whenever you see them, that cat on TV, I'm calling him out. I don't know his name or I call his name. When he tells you to send him a $100 and he'll turn it into a 1000 he's a devil, he's a liar. Don't you believe that man. When you see these people talking stuff that's heresy and seditions and that don't line up with the word of God, stay away from them. When you go into a church and your pastor ain't lining up with the word of God, you know good and well he's got a woman on the side get away from him when you got somebody in your church that ain't living right don't let them be your best friend you pray for them listen many will be deceived we are promised people that will deceive us you wonder why all these crazy crazy religions are out there because god told us there will be many false prophets come in my name there will be many that will deceive you have got to read your word for yourself You've got to study this Bible for yourself or you will fall for anything. Oh, but just because a man can make you stand up and clap, that don't make him right. There's football coaches that can motivate you that's unbelievable. There's financial coaches that can tell you how to make a money, how to make a dollar, and they will, they will inspire you. There's athletic coaches that, that'll make you run five miles. They'll make you do all kind of stuff. But that don't make them right with God. Just because your preacher can motivate you. Just because he can excite you. Just because he can put something on you. Don't make him right with God. Know you are to God to make sure your pastor's teaching you correctly. I, if I'm going to offend somebody, I'm going to offend them in the gospel. I wouldn't be saying that if I didn't hear a bunch of stuff out there that didn't line up with the word of God. 
I'm going to tell you it again about this one called Coexist, where it says that no matter what God you worship, we all get to the same heaven. That is a lie straight out of the pits of hell. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man get to the Father except by me. I'm going to tell you again about another one. They say it's called universalism. That no matter how long you stay in hell, that sooner or later it's going to be over and God's going to bring you to heaven. That's a lie. The Bible says eternal damnation. Jesus said eternal damnation. I want you to get that in your mind. I want you to understand there's a war going on. It's a spiritual battle. And we are losing people by the handful. There's 120 people die every second of the day. And the Bible says not all to say, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. He said, we said, wide is the gate, but narrow is the way. In other words, there's more people going to hell than going to heaven. And it's our job to try to win as many as we can before he calls us home. It's time to get serious about this word of God. It's time to get serious about your preaching. It's time, time to get serious about your witnessing. It's time to get serious about repenting. Stop thinking you can walk with the Lord without a life of repentance. The sincerity of a Christian is his willingness to change. If you are going to stay where you're at, you are a goat and you will have your place in hell. The goats don't change. They say, I am what I am. I go to church I got perfect church attendance. That's all I need. No. You got a job to do. Down here in verse 11, this is where it's at. What I just said, I'm finna prove in the word of God. He said, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end. The same shall be saved. Oh, you got to have some endurance. You got to have some perseverance. You got to be able to say, I don't care what's in my mind. My mind tells me that I want to stay home. My mind tells me I don't feel God no more. My mind tells me I don't feel like reading. My mind tells me I'm depressed. I'm sad. Get up out your mind. This ain't about emotions. It's about faith. The Bible ain't about reason. It's about faith. Hey, he, we was, me and Brother Shane was talking about Elisha. He found himself in a cave and he was all depressed. And there was a fire and there was a whirlwind and there was an earthquake. He said, I wasn't in none of that. And it happened again. He said, I wasn't in none of that. But then Elijah heard a still small voice. And he said, that was me. You see, that still small voice talks to us today. Job said, where are you at? I looked to my left, I looked to my right. God said he never left him. He never left Job. But just because you don't feel it don't mean he didn't leave you. He never leaves you. But we get caught in our emotions. The devil wants to depress you. The devil wants to do whatever he can do to hurt your feelings, to stop you in the gospel. He is ruthless. He is mean. He hates you and he'll do anything he can to hurt your feelings. To have mama, to have daddy, to have husband, to have wife, to have child, to have your best friend, to have somebody in church say something to hurt you, to stop your ministry. But I say you 
you've got to rise above the words of man and believe the words of God. Let every man be a liar, but the word of God be true. Stop trying to preach with your emotions and start preaching with the Holy Ghost fire of God that lives inside of you. Because if you put your emotions in it, I promise you, you won't last long. Your feelings will get hurt and you will get out. Too many people are leaving the pulpit. I believe I believe it was Pastor Brewer that told me it's either fifteen hundred a month or something like that. People leaving the pulpit. There's something wrong with that. I don't know if I'm supposed to take a call while I'm on the radio or not. But I I ain't taking it. I'm sorry, caller. I can't take that phone call. See, I, I, okay, I'm going to jump over here to 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Oh, he's coming in the twinkling of an eye. He said that he said there's gonna be a sound. There's gonna be a trumpet. And when that trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise, and those that are alive and remain shall follow. And, and he said, Comfort you with these words. Comfort each other with these words that one day he's coming and he's coming back like lightning. There won't be time to repent. There won't be time to call mama. There won't be time to call the preacher. It's over with. It's done. He said if the strong man of the house would have knew what time the thief come, he'd have been ready. I'm telling you, get ready today. And if you are ready, go out there and tell as many people as you possibly can, get ready, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I want you to get serious. I want you to stop playing with the gospel. It's time to get on your knees and pray. It's time to put the oil not in the frying pan, but on your head. It's time to anoint yourself with oil and get prepared for the battle. Start fasting, start reading, start telling people the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said in verse 35, For heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. My word, Jesus said, everything we see will pass away. But what he says will never pass away. There's a lot of things in life we want to depend on. I, I, my wife has proven to me over and over that I can depend on her. But they sometimes she may let me down. There's preachers that you can go to that you just expect will always be there. But sometimes your preacher may let you down. He don't mean to. But we're human. But God. But God will never let you down. He will never leave you. I promise you this. He will be there when all this is over. He was here before it began. He'll be here when it's over. All this is just a vapor to him. Our life is just a vapor. I mean, for him, a day is a thousand years to us. To him, his son was on the cross just a couple days ago. For us, it's been a couple thousand. 
See, we can't even understand the manifold wisdom of God. We can't understand such a holy being that created universe after universe. We can't understand how a God, how God can love us so much that he gave his only begotten son to save us when he didn't spare the angels, to save us when he cast the angels and Satan that had been with him forever into eternal damnation. He is unredeemable. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? The devil is unredeemable. But listen to me. You are redeemable. We can repent. Not that we should use that as, a, as an idea. I'm going to keep sinning because, God, I can repent and be right back with him. So, no, no, you don't make lasciviousness of grace. Nay, don't do these things. You are to walk holy for he is holy. You should have an attitude of gratitude for what he did on the cross. You should become a living sacrifice. Don't you dare think you can live with the attitude, I'll do it now and ask for forgiveness later. That ain't the mind of a Christian. That ain't the way a Christian thinks. So if that's you, you better check your salvation. You better repent. You better get back right with God. Oh, we're going to get over here. Verse 36 said, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Oh, he's saying in the days of Noah, Noah preached for 120 years, but it had never rained on earth before. It had never rained. He was preaching something they never heard of, and then they just didn't believe it. We go out there and we tell people there's a rapture coming. They don't believe it. I don't know if it's a pre-tribulation. I don't know if you if it's a mid-tribulation. I don't know if it's at the end. But this one thing I do know. The Bible says that Jesus left the Lamb and He's coming back alive. This one thing I do know that the book of Revelations will come true. And this one thing I know, if you ain't right when He comes back, you will cast yourself and to a place called hell. I'm telling you to be ready today. You ain't promised to see the rapture. The book of Revelations is a book of prophecy. 65 books come true and number 66 will come true but you ain't promised to see it. You may not live the rest of this day. Some of you may have woke up with your husband or wife dead beside you. You better roll over and check their pulse. I'm telling you it happens every day. Death is real and you have a day and time when you will be laying in a coffin. This is, this is appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. Are you ready now? Are you ready right now that if he called you home, if you had a wreck on the way to church, are you repentant? Are you ready? Can you stand before him now and say, Lord Jesus, I have run my race. I finished my course. I did everything I could with what you give me. I did my best. Can you tell him you did your best? He said, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Oh, that we just like that. We live in life. We just having a good old time. We getting married. We getting drunk. We going back and forth to work. We hitting the clubs. We just loving life. We having a good old time. And we ain't listening to that old preacher. We tired of Noah. 
We tired of Brother Shane. We tired of Brother Dale. We tired of, of Brother Don. We're tired of Brother Stewart. We're tired. We're tired of these preachers. We're tired of it. We just want to have fun. He says, but they knew not until the flood came. Don't you know how many fingernail scratches there was in the side of that ark? Don't you know how many men and women were lifting up them newborn babies? Noah, take this child with you. Noah, my child is just a baby. Take my baby, Noah. But you see, the Bible says God shut the door of the ark, not Noah. He knew Noah may open that door. And he said, no, Noah, we not open the door for none of them. You preached for 120 years, and in their heart, they knew I was real. This was only 1,500 years after Adam. Really less than that, about 1,500 years after the death of Adam. So it was a little longer than that. He said, then, listen to me, he's talking about the rapture. Okay, he said, just be like in the days of Noah, people won't be paying no attention. And then he said, Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. He's saying the rapture's going to happen, and let me tell you what, you're going to be standing there. You may be in church this morning and look around, the whole church leaving, and won't be nothing but a pile of clothes there, and you'll know it's too late. You're going, you got to listen to me. There may be something happen. You may be at work, and, and, and all of a sudden it's gone. You may be in the car, and the driver leaves. But you be staying here. Understand that day is coming where he's going to come for his bride. The bride of Christ will be resurrected from this earth. And you, if, if you ain't part of the bride, you will be left. He said, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known and what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. If you knew Christ was coming back today at 12, at 11.59, you'd be at the altar. But you see, we don't know when he's coming back. You don't know when you're going to die. That's why the Christian must live in an expectancy that today I may die and I'm ready to meet my Lord. Oh, this place you're just passing through. My, my longing is for heaven. I'm ready to go. And that's the way, that's the attitude, that's the life. You should be repented up this morning. There shouldn't be nothing, you shouldn't be no sin in your life. And if it is, repent. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus preached that way back then. He said, it's fixing to happen. And every generation, we're going to get to that. Therefore, be also ready for in such hours you think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, 
shall find so doing. Blessed is the man that when Christ comes back, he finds this man praying. He finds this woman reading her Bible. He finds you witnessing. He finds you repenting. He finds you walking in his commandments. He knows that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it ain't lip service. You're doing it from the heart. He said, blessed is that man that's living the way I called him to live. He said, Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, but, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. Oh, listen to me. How many of them out there? How many out there say, I heard my grandma say the Lord was coming back. I've been hearing this my whole life. And the devil puts in their mind one of his greatest tools called procrastination. Put off tomorrow. Go to church tomorrow. Read the Bible tomorrow. I'm going to pray tomorrow. He puts this off. He tells us tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. But Jesus said, now, today is the day of salvation. He said it. And he said, And my Lord delayed, verse 49, And shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. In other words, this person said, I believe there's a God, but now all of a sudden he, he said, Well, he delayed his coming. I miss the world. I miss the drinking. I miss the, my old friends. I miss the, the, the rap, the rock, the country. I miss it. And the Lord ain't come back. I've been looking for it for 20 years. For five years. For two years. Ever how long I've been looking for him. And he ain't come back yet. And look what I've been missing out on. Let me, let me tell you what, Lot's wife. You can look back at Sodom and Gomorrah if you want to. You can freely do that, but you will not escape the consequences of that choice. Yes, she turned into a pillar of her salt, but her soul went to hell. She is in hell today. He said, The Lord of that servant shall, shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of. Oh, listen to me. Somebody died this morning. Now this reference is for a rapture, but it's also for the day you die. Nobody woke up yesterday and said, Well, today's my last day on earth. I believe I'm going to go have a car wreck. Nobody woke up yesterday morning. Well, I think today I'm going to have a heart attack and die. I'm going to have a stroke. And nobody woke up this morning thinking that either. He'll come in an hour that you think not. I'm going to share one quick story. I was 28 years old. I was running about 7 miles a day. And I was working out in a gym. Every day of the week. I was a deputy. And I had my first heart attack at age 28. 
Matter of fact, the doctors didn't believe it. They rushed me into surgery and snatched out my gallbladder. And when I woke up, they said, what's nothing wrong with your gallbladder? You had a heart attack. You see, he could have took me at age 28, and I sure wasn't looking for the Lord. I was a deputy. I was working out. I was I was a coach on a baseball field for the, for the park in New Augusta. I was not looking for the Lord. I had everything going for me. Life was great. We had money in our pockets. We had young babies. I was caught up in the words. I was caught up in life. And the thorns of life had choked me out. I hardly ever went to church. And the Lord gave me a wake-up call, but I didn't listen. He had to do a whole lot more than that to get my attention. But I'm so glad that he did. I'm so thankful that he did. Brother Don, I'll read this last verse. Verse 51. And shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portions with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh, my friend, I hope you hear me this morning. There is a devil's hell waiting on those that won't repent. I'm going to close in prayer. I'm going to ask you to repent right where you're at. If you're in an 18-wheeler going down the highway, if you're still laying in bed, Christ died to be the priest that you could pray and repent anywhere. You don't have to just do it at church. Father God in heaven, we thank you. We love you. We praise you, and Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, and we're asking for repentance. Daily, we are to repent, so we're not, I'm not asking people to do something they ain't supposed to be doing already, Lord. Father, give, I'm thankful for the gift of repentance, Lord. Father, help us turn from our wicked ways and turn to you more and more each day so that you can look down and be proud of us. You said it is impossible to please you without faith, and we can't have faith without repentance. So, Father, help us not only to be the child you called us to be, the, the disciple, the worker that you called us to be. Father, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, I run him over a little bit, so uh, here is Brother Don.